Pearl's Furniture. Have you been in yet? Save up to 40% on floor models and up to 30% on in-stock inventory. As the largest Beautyrest dealer in Northeast Wyoming, we have the best selection and pricing. Find out instantly about financing options at carolsfurniture.com, see us on social media, and shop our store at 340 North Main in downtown Sheridan. In Wyoming, the weather and road conditions can change at the drop of a hat. If you're planning a trip and you want to know what the latest conditions are, turn to Sheridan Media for the latest road and travel report. Our staff sweeps the state to keep you up to date on current and changing conditions. So when you need to know, we'll have the answer. Sheridan Media road and travel reports are brought to you in part by Heartland Kubota, Life is Motion Animal Chiropractic, and J.R. Moore at 307 Real Estate. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Joining me this morning is the Sheridan County Sheriff. Levi Dominguez. Good morning, Sheriff. Good morning, Floyd. Uh, how was your New Year this year? It was it was wonderful. It was great uh, getting to reflect back on the on this past year and and just everything where you know myself, my family, the sheriff's office, everything just being blessed to you know to to get to live in such a great community and be here. It's it's been it's been exciting and and, and like I said and 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 I I just like to thank you know Shared Media for being here, but also it's. It's the first time I've been um, in public polls since the passing of Trevor Jackson. Yeah. And so, you know, looking back, and I know James is going to do a great job, you know, back there, but it is de- definitely different not having having Trevor behind us, you know, running everything. And, and I just give my condolences to, to the shared media family. And, and uh, yeah. We certainly appreciate that, sir. And, and yeah, James is great. Uh, you know, we all miss Trevor piping in now and then and kind of grounding me. Now, <laughs> you know, that's what I always really appreciated about him. I'd get my head in the clouds and boy, Trevor would reach up there and he'd pull me right down and say, well, we got to think about this, that, or the other. Yeah. And uh, yeah. his perspective was unique and experienced. Yep. Um, absolutely. So absolutely. that is greatly appreciated, sir. Now I've been asking folks, uh, all month long, if there is something that they should throw out or a skill with you, you, you end up getting the skill question. Is there a skill or a hobby that you would like to either uh, get better at or maybe even start this coming year? Mm, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think that's great. You know, looking back, I think something that I'd like to do that's, that takes me away from work and things, you know, our family, we really love to be outdoors and, and do things like that. And and um, so our oldest son, Will, last, last year, um, received a, a fly tying kit and everything to do all that. And so he's been tying a few flies. We like to bird hunt and, and, and fly fish. And, and together last winter, we, we made fly rods together. We, we went with it, through cool. Joey's fly fishing and, and made our own fly rods, which is great. Will's been tying some flies and specifically using, um, some material from like pheasant feathers that, you know, he has harvested, you know, oh, wow. bird hunting and, and tying those flies and it's amazing to watch him this past summer and fall catch, you know, fish off of the, the flies that he's tied from the material of the birds that he's shot. So it's just kind of full circle. And so I would like to maybe get into a little bit of fly tying and, and kind of something, just take your mind off of things and, and 
you know, I think it'd be great. So that's something that, you know, maybe I'd like to do. I, I tied flies for about two years. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things. It, it can be very uh, almost like a meditation. Sure. You know, yeah. you, get, you get pretty focused on it. And uh, it's, it, it's a skill, a definite art form. And that is the ultimate test, you mm-hmm. know, did we get a fish on it? Yeah, yeah. And if you get a fish on it, you're good to go. Yeah, seeing Will's smile on, on the first fish that he caught with a, uh, a fly that he tied, that, that you know, I'll, I'll cherish that forever. And yeah, I think that's fantastic, uh, having the materials there that you harvested, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, full circle, yep. uh, really kind of brings the whole experience together. I think that's amazing. And yep. I think you're going to end up having quite a bit of fun. And maybe mm-hmm. even find a brand new passion doing that. Because when you watch other people do it, it's great to to watch. But once you start doing it, it really can be like a meditation. And it does pull you away from everything for a little while. Yep. Now, uh, you have been sheriff for a year now. How long did you serve as under sheriff uh, previously? Yeah, just, just right at, uh, you know, four years. So once Sheriff Alan Thompson was appointed sheriff, you know, he was appointed halfway through uh, the, the end of Sheriff Dave Hoffmeyer's um, term. And, and so um, with two years into Sheriff Dave Hoffmeyer's fifth term. And, and so uh, Sheriff Thompson uh, was sheriff for about two years and was going through the process of the, the, uh, um, the, the promotional process and the testing, which, which I did. And so I was, uh, I was promoted to undersheriff shortly after um, Sheriff Thompson's uh, election as, to sheriff. And when you, I mean, because to take on this job that you have now, I mean, that's a huge responsibility. You are, you know, that office is the highest office for law enforcement in our land, uh, right here within Sheridan County. That's a, a, a large undertaking. So what went through your mind as you, you were debating back and forth, should I, shouldn't I, or was there ever any question at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, looking back, if we, this past holiday season, new year, getting to, you know, see a lot of friends that I grew up with and, and, um, you know, good family friends. And, and we joked about that high school friends. I'm like, man, would you ever imagine in a million <laughs> years that I would be sheriff uh, of Sheridan County, let alone be in law enforcement, you know, being in law enforcement and then, and then to be sheriff in, in Sheridan County. And we talked about that and, and it's great because I always had a desire to serve. You know, I started out my, my public safety career started as in fire and EMS, you know, mm-hmm. 21 years ago or 20 years. Yeah. 21 years ago. And so started as a firefighter paramedic and, and going through and, and, and through different things, you know, with, uh, I, I guess, you know, with, with the, the layoffs that happened back in, in 2011 of, of the city of Sheridan, you know, I, I was left without a job, you know, essentially with, with Sheridan Fire Rescue. And, and so we knew we wanted to stay here in Sheridan, my wife and I, we'd started a new family, I mean, we were young family at the time. And so um, the decision was made, yeah, let's, I, I, I still want to serve um, Sheridan County, I want to serve Sheridan and where I grew up. And so law enforcement, that kind of took me in the direction of law enforcement and so you asked me 15 years ago if I would have been in law enforcement. I would have probably been laughing at you right at the yeah. the, the table at the Sheridan Fire Station, like, "Oh, come on!" And then <laughs> and then to be sitting here as sheriff. But you know, when I was hired with the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office, great mentors, you know, and and and, and kind of that look. And, and as I was training, you know, I had a, had a sergeant who who had had made a comment of, "Hey, you should really consider maybe." 
you know, leadership roles and in, in, in the office and then even in the future and, uh, you know, great mentors throughout the community that, you know, I say the community that helped raise me, you know, I mean, yeah. my mom was a single mother and, and the Tongue River Valley helped raise me. And, uh, so they were always, you know, there to support me and push me to, 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 to do too bad, not do better, but to always, you know, Hey, there, there's more that you have to offer. There's maybe. always something over that and, hill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when, um, Sheriff Dave Hoffmeyer, um, retired and, 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 you know, Alan, uh, Sheriff Thompson was appointed sheriff and, and going through that process, um, you know, I had some leadership roles within the sheriff's office and, and, uh, you know, going through that promotion, promotional testing and, and, you know, Alan sat down with me when, when he was, uh, promoting me and he, and he just said, Hey, I, you know, I'd love to promote you, but are you willing then, you know, when I'm ready to retire to run for sheriff, cause I think you're going to do, you know, an amazing job. And, and so that kind of solidified some of that, like, Hey, yeah, this is, this, this isn't the end here. Yeah. And so, you know, he helped develop me and, 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 and you know, to, to be, a, be the leader that I am today. And so I'm grateful for that. And he really, he saw that fire, uh, that, that potential that was there. Um, and so just, you know, when you were serving as undersheriff, would you say that he, he nurtured and, and mentored that fire, uh, almost as a, maybe, you know, because elections are elections. Any, yeah. Anyone can be yep, elected. Absolutely. So, but having that mentorship and that experience uh, from him passed down to you, I'm not saying that he was really, you know, maybe uh, getting you ready for the job, but in a way, he's kind oh, of getting he absolutely you ready was. for the job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, and he, you know, you know, there from, from the get-go, and that was kind of the, you know, when I was, was promoted to undersheriff, you know, that was kind of the, you know, hey, looking at this and, and he, like you said, mentored me into that position to where when the time came and, and, and to run for, for sheriff and, and be, be ready. Um, I felt like I was ready. I was comfortable. I was confident, but that, that came from, that wasn't just, you know, Alan, Alan mentoring me, that was something in, in leadership development that we, you know, we nurtured as, as a culture within the sheriff's office and something we want to continue and that I've been very strong advocate for is, is leadership development for all of our staff within the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office that Alan has done and, and what I will continue to do because tomorrow may not be tomorrow for me. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. And so you need to have somebody that's ready to, to, to jump in and, and fill the shoes that you're you know doing and, and to do them, but do them better. And I know that the staff we have at the Sheriff's Office, uh, you know, under Sheriff Johnson and many of our other command staff and, and folks at the Sheriff's Office, they, I know that they can step in and do this role as, as sheriff that I'm doing, and they can do it better. Be, and I have the utmost confidence that they will because that's what we want to do is, is develop their leadership skills so that they can take they can take my job when the time comes. Yeah, and is there like a specialized skill? Like, uh, you know, I often talk about my time in the, in the Wyoming Guard and the greatest school that they ever sent me to, uh, PLDC, which is essentially the the class that teaches you to go from an E4 to an E5. It's really the initial school teaching you how to be a sergeant. Is there something like that offered through the, you know, WASCOP or something? Yeah, uh, through the Wyoming Law Enforcement Academy. So we look, and it's something that we want to push. We, we There's a couple, you know, you, you have your, your basic certification, your basic, you know, training that you go to, and then the advanced training after that. We want all of our staff to go to what we call, it's it's preparing for leadership. PFL. And so that's offered at that. So it kind of gives an insight. So maybe somebody within our office or a law enforcement officer, detention deputy, patrol deputy, 
is not quite sure, you know, where they want to take their career in law enforcement. But, hey, let's get them into preparing for leadership. That gives them a quick snapshot of, hey, yeah, this is this is maybe something I want to do. It's 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 how how can you support and facilitate, you know, uh, your organization into to being successful. And so that's kind of what that class is based on and, and pulling, you know, the strong attributes from other staff and, and your um, your coworkers and things like that. And so our goal is to get all of our staff to that, to that, everybody, everybody to preparing for leadership. Cause I might be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready yet or, yeah. or maybe I am. And and then after that, what we have is first line supervision and we want all of our command staff, you know, our, our corporals, our sergeants, you know, um, you know, the, the even upper level um, command staff to go to that. And that's usually after they're promoted, they're going to this first line supervision. And so that's uh, more training and that's kind of, you know, supervising your, your group or your shift and things like that. You then have a team. In Absolutely. A way, yeah. Yep. And then there's another class offered that's mid-level management, and that's for your, you know, your, your higher ranking, you know, so your lieutenants, your captains, your, you know, and those things. And so there, there's a progression of those classes. And so it, you get offered that, and we want to allow that, you know, as we're going through that promotional process to, to see that. And, and, and doing the promotional testing that we do when we have, a, you know, a position that opens up in a command staff level, you know, we do the promotional testing through WASCOP. If somebody wants to take that test and they're kind of, you know, we can look on at their, the see their scores and say like, yeah, we need to get them into these classes and see, cause we can see their strengths, their weaknesses. And, and, and it just really benefits, um, the agency, the yeah. community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with the culture set, uh, by, you know, former Sheriff Thompson and others before him, would you say that that was pretty easy once you, once you received the position and you were elected chair, you just kind of continued that culture where it was like, okay, everyone here uh, is a potential leader. And so let's get you through the classes. So, I mean, was there anything, was there an engine that you had to pull start or was it running when no, you got it was, there? No, it was absolutely running from the get-go. And it's a matter of just fostering that and, and, and taking that and, and feeding it more, you know. And, and so uh, to allow that to grow, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, Says so we, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, right? You know, I, I mean – and, and to be able to pull from that and, and see that some of our staff, they're, they're, you know, they have strengths and maybe in custody and control, some are in firearms, some are in communication, right? Some are in, in different things. And so we pull from that and say, we want you to really take on this role and on, on, on teaching our staff this or, or, or some other, you know, uh, type of discipline with it within law enforcement. And then that kind of gets a buy-in and everybody's like, yes, this is what, so, you know, it's not just one or two people within the organization that are uh, within the sheriff's office that are trying to do everything. You know, everybody has a role. And again, you absolutely said everybody's a leader within the sheriff's yeah. office and within, within our organization. And it's just a matter of, of where they find that, you know, what, what, what they want to be, you know, driving towards and what really pushes them to be the, the law enforcement officer that they want to be. Yeah. And maybe as you said before, you know, you go to this class and you were unsure beforehand, but as soon as you get there, you're like, you know what, maybe this is for me. Maybe, maybe, you know, I should accept that next rank, go on and, and further my career by grabbing that next rank above me. A lot of people end up, and, and I th don't think a lot of people know this, but once you get within these positions, you can, in a way, fall in love with the road or fall in love with patrol. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to go any farther than yeah. that. There are people who make that decision. But once you get into this class, you see things from that different perspective, from up on top of the mountain looking down, and you're like, okay, yeah, I do want to do this. 
on that note, I, I've got to take a quick commercial break. We will have more with our Sheridan County Sheriff when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. it's chilly outside we feel the warmth of this community thank you for always supporting our small business hi this is elizabeth and jt craft from ebia hearing and sound we are excited to share that addison dempsey our new doctor of audiology is now accepting patients hi i'm dr addison dempsey and i'm so happy to be back home and working at ebia hearing i was born and raised here in sheridan and my husband and i are so excited to have the opportunity to raise our little girl in such an amazing community as a doctor of audiology i'm able to evaluate your hearing program hearing needs from a variety of manufacturers, and I am able to officially evaluate and diagnose auditory processing disorder for all ages. I also have special training from the American Institute of Balance for vestibular assessments. Help us welcome Addison to the EBIA hearing family. We look forward to helping you reconnect to your loved ones through better hearing. Call to schedule your appointment today. EBIA hearing and sound 674-8920. That's 674-8920. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, providing residential and commercial subdivision design services. Sheridan County Sportsman's Association Gun Club is hosting an NRA basic pistol class. This class meets the requirements for a Wyoming concealed carry permit. February 17th, 22 caliber pistols and ammunition will be provided or bring your own. Register at NRA Courses website or call or text Sheila at 307-752-5331. That's 307-752-5331. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. And on top this week, 16 points. Everybody's so surprised. Melanie, yeah, I know. Right? on top of the leaderboard again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was just letting us think that we had a chance. Yeah. You still do. You still do. That's right. It's 16 not 40. over. You know, next year, we should just have her here. And then <laughs> that's the whole show. <laughs> How boring would that's, that be? That's all it is. She's just making face because that's, that's all it matters at the she end of the year. She could own show. She really could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can take my Welcome podcast. Welcome to the Magic Melanie show. Yeah. She's <laughs> going to take your podcast. On yeah, you can take my podcast at this point. Can Hi Size Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning I am speaking with Sheridan County Sheriff Levi Dominguez. In the first part... We actually talked about why uh, he decided to run for sheriff in the first place. A little bit about his history. Now we're going to dive right into the past year. You guys have done a lot uh, in the past year. The county commission and I often talk about 
uh, remodels, renovations, uh, the coroner's office, all this different stuff that really works well with the sheriff's office when it comes to uh, not having to travel all the way to Billings for a coroner's office. I mean, you've obviously seen the new coroner's office. What's your insight on that? Oh, it's it's a great facility. I mean, uh, state-of-the-art facility uh, has a lot of potential, you know, to uh, allow us to maybe bring in some some forensic pathologists to do our autopsies here in the county. So, again, our our staff is not having to travel um, outside the county, outside of state to, to do that. It's a good working. Um, it, the building's functional for the coroner to work in, uh, to, you know, to do all their casework in. And it's close to, to the law enforcement center for the police department and the sheriff's office that um, primarily are, are, are the, the two agencies within the county that are, are, are investigating, you know, death investigations. And those types of things. So having the coroner's office right there where, hey, we can we can walk over and chat with with, you know, coroner bird and his staff or, you know, the PD, we can, you know, those that's just it's you need to have that instead of yeah. going around it. <clears throat> and and separating it from, you know, from the funeral homes, you know, makes sense and, and keeping that to where it's, you know, it's it's standalone entity. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say just exactly that a standalone entity, not that uh, they didn't step up and really fill a need that yeah. we, we need and, and, and the funeral homes did a great job when when that was and, and and they would have been on board absolutely to have have their own building as well and the time was right the county was able to you know to dedicate some funds to to have a corner you know the a, a, a building solely dedicated for the corner so it just worked out before i get too far into other projects that uh, you guys have accomplished down there i did have one question that i want to uh, uh, head back to what would you say is the most important lesson about serving a sheriff that you learned after accepting or, or winning the election for the position? Oh, you know, that's, that's a great question. And and I think it's something that, uh, while I knew that, um, it was going to be something that you, you always need to hone that skill in is being a servant leader. Um, and, and, and while that's something that I've always wanted to try to do, um, it, it's something that you can always get better at. So yeah. how can, how can I help, uh, make sure that our staff and the sheriff's office is successful? That's, that's my overall goal, right? To, to provide a great service to the community. But in order to do that, uh, you have to listen to your staff. You have to see what's going on and trust that they know what they need to be doing to get the job done too. So trust them, um, be that servant leader to, Hey, is there a gap that I can fill in? Or is there something we need? Do I need to go, you know, go to the commissioners during budget season and we need, we need a little bit like, like we did, we, we got some, some, um, wage increases. So we had some better staffing and get some good quality applicants to come in. I mean, are we, are we looking, do we need different things so that way we can be successful, but it's listening to the staff, um, and to see what they need and, and, and to serve them. So that way our office can be successful, um, and, and listen to the community as well. You know, yeah. if, if the community has suggestions again, you know, doing those community outreach, uh, events to, to see what's unique in other parts of the County. I mean, that's important to, to how do we, how can we meet their needs? Cause it, it's, again, we've talked about this numerous times, but the needs out in the Tumor Valley may be different out than, than in the Bighorn area or Story or Claremont. So yeah, a lot um, of ground so, to cover there. I would say listening. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, you talk servant leader, but but just being able to listen and, and take that all in, and, and and how can you make things better? 
And I think that's fantastic. I've heard that from from great leaders in the past. You know, you get this perspective like, okay, now I've got the office. Boy, I'm in charge. But the reality is once they fill that position, they realize, oh, this is a service. But I serve the rest Absolutely. of this office. That's that's what I do. I'm Yes, I'm I'm where the buck stops, but I'm a service member towards these individuals. And and once you start and understand that role, I mean, you can go like you said before the commission, uh you're basically the face and the ears of that organization to say this is what we need to accomplish the mission of the office itself. Now, Tell me about the development of the canine program, because that was, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was a discontinued program and you brought it back. Yeah, it's been revitalized. So, the, you know, the sheriff's office had a canine program years ago and, and last being back in 2013, um, we, we oh, had so a canine. So, a yeah, so over 10 years since we've had a canine program and, and seeing the need um, you know, one of the potential needs was uh, a couple of the PD's dogs were getting ready to retire. We had uh, Highway Patrol had a canine um, that uh, um, in the area that was retiring. So there was the potential that we weren't going to have a, a canine team in Sheridan County at all. Uh, fortunately, with through B3 Canine through Gillette, they had some dogs available that, that not only did the sheriff's office uh, jump on board, but the PD did to, to replace their retired canines. And so... Um, the, the sheriff's office here this last summer, we were able to purchase two canines. So we have two canine teams now that we hadn't had since 2013. And uh, they've gone through the training. We've got uh, uh, their, their canine handlers. So we have, you know, Deputy Liz Choate and, and, and Corporal Doug Sanders are our canine handlers. And we've got uh, uh, two canines, Kai and Fox, who are siblings. They're two and a half years old. Oh, siblings, uh, yeah. too. That's great. Belgian Malinois. And, and it's just been a... a a breath of fresh air to have those those dogs you know kai and fox in the sheriff's office they have while they're siblings they have two different personalities and and their drive to to want to serve and, and and work you know not only for their handlers but the community is is so impressive um they're both trained in um, drug detection tracking and trailing and, and evidence recovery and we've seen that work already um uh, be established since they've been back from their training. Um, and it's been really impressive to see. And uh, I'm excited for, for what the future has for the sheriff's office and for the community, because we're going to benefit greatly from those two. And I think a lot of people just generally tend to think that it's like, uh, you know, a military type situation. If, if you're slotted for a dog, you get a dog, but that's not really the way it is, is it? I mean, um, like you said, haven't had one in the sheriff's office since 2013. And I would have automatically assumed, well, they've got a dog somewhere. I just don't see it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I never thought that, okay, well, this is a program that we actually have to kind of, you know, knock the dust off and find a, a dog to serve. Yep. Yeah. And so that was great. Uh, you know, uh, Corporal Doug Sanders was, was really kind of the, the forefront of this and, and kind of put it together. And then he'd come and reach out and said, hey, I want to get this, you know, program up and going. I said, all right, well, bring me some information. Bring me a presentation. What can we do? And, and you know, he really sold me on the, on the I think the tracking and trailing is just yeah. so key to, um, you know, those some of those are life and death situations. You know, I, I want to make it that our dogs are what we call apprehension dogs, right? So they can track and trail. Uh, most recently, you know, uh, Fox was out helping 
uh, track and trail two runaways and was able to help find them and, and during the cold snap and, and, and to find them a lot quicker than, than, than what we would have been able to by just not having a canine. So those are things that are, uh, you know, that are a super benefit to the community, but the, the tracking and trailing, getting those dogs into the schools and, and to kind of get them, you know, a, a part of the community, uh, is, is, is such a great need. And then also the drug detection, you know, so like I said, both, both the dogs have been working super hard. They've been deployed quite a bit and, and they're, they're going to get, you know, they're, they're still two and a half years old. They're training. They've got a, a lot of life ahead of them and, and they're going to, they're going to continue to work hard. They're only going to get better. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see what they can do already. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do five years from now. And with the tracking and, you know, trailing of uh, those runaways you know already paid for themselves hands absolutely down, hands down uh you save one life it's paid for itself yep. your office has actually received uh some work of its own this year um i do believe it was a basement yeah what does that look like oh it's it's great so we used to call the basement the dungeon you know uh, with <laughs> a, a lot of the staff and at the sheriff's office and so when i was hired you know the basement it, it was unfinished um uh, in the sheriff's office, you know, I think the building was built back in the 1980s. It was left unfinished. There wasn't quite sure what, how we were going to utilize that space. Great big space down in the basement. And, uh, you know, the, the main level of the sheriff's office and the detention center got a remodel, kind of a facelift and an addition back in the early 2000s and stuff. And the basement was still left unfinished and, and, and seeing the potential for that space, you know, we, the sheriff's office did not have a conference room or a training, you know, conference room. Uh, we had mats down there that we utilized for custody and control training. But as, as the sheriff's office, uh, you know, has grown and, and need, you know, more space for training, office space, mat room, it was, it, the timing was right. It was some, Sheriff Alan Thompson had been kind of pushing that through his whole, um, you know, um, tenure as sheriff. And, and, and I was just fortunate enough to kind of be a part of that. And, and he had kind of this vision and uh, was able to start that project when he was sheriff and it finished, you know, after after I was, you know, had taken office. But it's a great space. It's we have a, a large I mean, it is uh, the training and conference room is amazing. The audio video in there, um, which will allow us to do what we talked about earlier, leadership development, right? Train our staff so we can bring trainings in now and, and host trainings and, 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 and do some train the trainer um, which will allow us to do uh, far more better, you know, to, to get some training and not having to send folks out to training. If we can bring folks in to train us, then that's what we want to do and provide training to the community as well. I mean, really, that's key. yeah, that's it. Pay, that has probably already paid for itself because when you think about the amount of individuals that you have to send to a training center, that's a lot of funds. Mm -hmm. Now, if you could bring one individual from that training center right here yep. to our office, that's one hotel room as opposed to 10. Absolutely. And, and you bring those in. A lot of times you host those trainings, they'll give you a certain lotted seats to, you know, so then we're not even paying for those seats as being the, the host agency. But, you know, so that's one aspect of it. And then we have four offices. Well, four offices down in the basement now. Um, you know, one of them's dedicated for one of our uh, secretaries. Um, and then another one is a spare office. So if our, if our staff has trainings that they need to do, online training, they can go down in an area and it's quiet. If they have a big case they're working on, they can work on it in a quiet area. The other office is dedicated to our investigator for the sheriff's office, um, which it was in the open patrol room where the investigator's office was. So, you know, a lot of things. 
And then that fourth office, we actually turned into, we collaborated and worked with uh, um, a, a group to get a soft interview room. We needed a need for a soft interview room. And this is a, a room for victims, you know, sexual assault victims, you know, victims of, of domestic violence, those types of things. Where when we interview them on, on those types of cases, instead of taking them into this kind of cold, you know, isolated interrogation interview room. Now we have a room that's dedicated for those victims. And, and that was paid for, the, the actual furnishing of that room was paid for um, through its Project Beloved out of, out of Texas. And it's a, it's a great, you know, uh, well, it's a sad story, but with a result that has, has a positive impact that will last forever. And, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, through a group where an individual was, was raped and murdered, you know, in Texas at, at a college and her mom, uh, saw the need cause this was happening in that area. And uh, she brought some legislation to, to the state of Texas that actually is, is, has, you know, infiltrated throughout, you know, the region and the, the nation. Um, and, and it's allowed. And, and so she also has this grant that furnishes these, um, um, soft interview rooms. And so they also worked with the local Zonta group. And so the Zonta group actually here in Sheridan worked with Project Beloved. They came, their group came and actually painted the room. They put together the furniture and put it in. So it was a great, you know, great relationship, collaborative effort to get this room that's, you know, needed um, for these victims in there. So, um, so we have that room as well. We also have um, the, the mat room. So there's another room for it. We still have the mats for the custody and control and more hands-on training. So that space now, when you think about it, one open space, you can only be utilizing it for one thing at a time. Now we have multiple things that we can be doing um, in the basement at once and, and, and making a more efficient use of that space. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, that soft interview room is probably my favorite aspect mm -hmm. of, of that new, well, that renovation. Uh, such a, a hard, hard thing to, to try and get through. And I, I respect you guys for, uh, the, you know, sitting down and helping those victims because that, that's got to be hard on our deputies and our investigators as well. And uh, having a place where we can go have those type of interviews that isn't that hard interrogation room, I think would will really, really help. Um, on that, i got to take a quick commercial break. We'll have more with our Sheridan County Sheriff when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KRO at 103.9 FM. Shared. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders, we pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. 
Winter and all of its uncertainty is here, and that means it's time to prepare for what's ahead. Have your shovels, snowblowers, and windshield scrapers ready as you never know when the next Wyoming storm will hit. This is Colton Bates with the best real estate team, and like our weather, the real estate market is always changing, so why not be prepared for its seasons as well? Now is the time to build your team of pros, your checklist of wants and needs, and more so you can be ready for anything that comes your way. As a potential buyer or seller, let us at best help you prepare for both the storms and the sunshine. For help in every season, call me Colton at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Proudly brokered by EXP. This is the captain at Captain Clean. Do you have a giant mess you need cleaned up? Did you just build a house or building and can't tackle the amount of unforeseen sheetrock dust? Call our team at Captain Clean and let our experts take over. From post-construction cleanups to sewer backups, there is rarely a mess too big for us to tackle. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. We clean more for you. The break free from the bitter cold sale is on at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. You never know when the next winter storm will strike. So Waring Chevrolet has decided to mark down their entire inventory this week during the break of the weather. The lot's full of new Chevrolets, plus massive inventory of pre-owned vehicles. This is the week to come in and let the sales team show you the wearing way of buying a vehicle. It's not just a sale. It's a meltdown. The break free from the bitter cold sale will last as long as the higher temperatures do. Waring Chevrolet online, WaringSheridan.com. You are invited to the 7th Annual Little Goose Ranch Production Sale, January 27th at Buffalo Livestock Marketing. Selling is an outstanding set of registered yearling Black Angus bulls. Featuring progeny influenced by top-named sires such as SAV, Early Arrival, and SAV Anthem, and Coleman Sheridan and Coleman Ranger, and other outstanding herd sires. Free wintering and delivery within 500 miles. Visit littlegooseranch.com for further information and see the catalog. Make plans. Buffalo, Wyoming, January 27th, 1 p.m., Little Goose Ranch Production Sale. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. We are proudly brought to you by our friends out at First Federal Bank and Trust. And this morning, I have the honor of speaking with our Sheridan County Sheriff, Levi Dominguez. Now, uh, Sheriff, uh, you and I have talked about uh, some of the construction projects and, and some of the things that have gone on over the last year. Um, is there anything that you would like to touch on that has happened over the last year before I switch over to uh, the newest scam that I, I think we should talk about before we go? Yeah. No, I think one of the things that I think are, you know, something that we've wanted to do for a while because we've been running out of space in the sheriff's office is digitizing some of our records, specifically our, our jail records. And um, so got, you know, extraordinary staff at the office that took that on and they're like, absolutely, let's, let's, let's get this done. So working within the Wyoming retention laws and, and what we have to keep uh, uh, per statute and, and those types of things, we have uh, digitized a, a lot of these jail records that we've seen back from the early 1900s Holy that have cow. been in our, in our facility. And so you can imagine records back then have taken up a lot of space. So we need to, to move those in order to do the basement project or, or to digitize those and, and, and get those out of the way. You know, in our front office, main office area, we were getting surrounded by, you know, cabinets and, and, and file cabinets and things. Boxes it's like, yeah, of files. So, you know, with the, the digital era, it's how can we make this, you know, it became some inefficiencies within the office doing things. And so now we're streamlining things. And so that that was a process that 
um, like I said, the, the staff at the office, it was, let's do it. And yeah. they went to town and they did it and it's been, it's been great. Um, is that completed? I mean, that seems like a monumental yeah, task. Yeah, it's, it's completed. Yeah. With their, with wow. Their job Fantastic yeah. job yeah. there. So it, it was something that I thought was going to take, you know, a few years. And That's what I would we, assume. We, we, I, I was telling my wife that not too long. I'm like, man, it took eight months. <laughs> so, oh, great job. And, and that's it. That's a testament to the staff we have at the yeah. sheriff's office. It really is that they're 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 all in, right? And so to do that, it's not like we're dragging our feet and doing things. If we have a project, they're they're all in. They're they're ready to go. One one great positive to that, looking back through those old files, even though you're just you know maybe inputting them, taking photos of them, scanning them in. You're looking at them. And oh, absolutely. So you are learning absolutely. so much. You know, History if, if I had some time that I could help too, and I'd, you know, be sitting in there and you're, I mean, you're going through each deal and, and through the record, record retention laws, you know, what do we got to keep? What don't we have to keep? What do we got to scan in? What don't we, and, and going through them like, oh my, wow, look at this, you know, yeah. back from wherever. And you read a little bit of it. So yeah, you'd find yourself kind of you know, like you're in history class, right? And and so it was really neat because we would all be doing that. Like, hey, check this one out. Yeah. Or, or, or stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So it, it was, yeah, the history that was there is, 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 was amazing. So, wow. Early 1900s. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, each time uh, you and the undersheriff uh, make an appearance, we do speak on the newest scams. And boy, these scammers are constantly working to develop something new to try to stay a step ahead of law enforcement and with the dawn of artificial intelligence and and voice cloning uh you know our IT guy here Steven Schreffler uh him and I speak about uh voice cloning and AI quite a bit he's yeah. uh he's always very knowledgeable on the forefront of this stuff and has been weeks before the news was even talking about it uh it, there is some pretty scary stuff going on uh someone you I could steal your voice. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think there were scammers oh, who yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy what's going on. So you always have to be, you know, uh, you know, alert and attentive to what's going on. We get numerous phone calls uh, during a week. You know, is this a scam? Is this not a scam? But you know, one that we're seeing that that's popping up right now, and it's 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 kind of coming through Facebook, social media, and it's it's individuals that are selling items um, on Facebook or on these social media platforms. So they're posting all of these things and, 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 you know, this is for sales, you know, all of these items are for sale. And then, and you know, those individuals, the victims will reach out to the seller, you know, the, the, you know, the suspect, the, the subject and, and, and say, Hey, I, yeah, I'm interested in, in this item. Can I come and take a look at it? And, and a lot of these, these individuals are saying, you can come and take a look at it. If you pay me, you know, you put 25% down or whatever, and so, hey, pay me on Venmo and you can come and take a look at it. Or, yeah, like it's yours. Like you, you want it? Sure. I'll come and pick it up, you know, tomorrow. And then, you know, before tomorrow hits, the seller's like, hey, before you pick it up, I need payment. Pay me over Venmo and those types of things. And so there's either money exchanged through Venmo or, or electronically. And then all of a sudden, the person disappears, right? You cannot find them on Facebook. You can't find the items, all there of those types no of things. And there's no product to begin with. And Venmo has been one of those really hard to work with, with law enforcement trying to track down, you know, what that account's coming from. And a lot of times those accounts, they're, you know, they're not within, within, you know, within, you know, within the country, they're out of country, those types of things. It's hard to track. So just strongly encourage uh, our, our community and, and individuals to not, 
you know, uh, give payment um, electronically without either physically being there to see the item or, or making that, you know, known. And I know it's, but that, that's this, the rule we live in is, is you, you, once you give that payment, you have no idea if you, if you don't know who this person is, don't be giving that payment electronically. And we've had other things, you know, of, of individuals purchasing something from out of state and they needed Venmo and it's supposed to then get sent, right? So uh, you pay me, I'll send it. So payment gets made through Venmo. You cannot find that person anymore. Of course, the, you know, the item never shows up in, in the mail. So it, it, very important not to, to give payment until you know that you're going to have that. And w- it is so difficult uh, because we do have, you know, like yard sale stuff and uh, sites, I guess you could say, or pages on, on a lot of these platforms. And, and you want to trust that person. You want to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I really need that uh, computer tower. I really need that desk. Yeah. And, and, and to remember that if it's just such a good deal and it looks so good on like, man, that's a that's a thousand dollars off. You know, I'm going to you know, I'm going to get that and they want payment right away. It's one of those too good to be trues. You yeah. know, I mean, don't do it. Don't fall for it. And unfortunately, we do have folks falling for it in, in the community. And so we just we just ask folks, you know, it, it's not worth it. If you think that's a great deal, I mean, I, I certainly. Um, but make make sure you do your due diligence to so that way you don't end up, you know, being a victim of one of those scams. You know, and, and those electronic transactions can take place face to face. Mm-hmm. You know, just just as quickly as yeah. uh, as me here and you there. Absolutely. So I want to see it. I want to be standing with you uh, outside somewhere, preferably a public location, and I can look at this item, decide I want it, and then I'll pay you. Yep, and it'll be as quick as a push of a button. Great handshake, and, and you're on your way with your item. They have their money, and, and, and then you're good to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, uh, there you go. Don't make any purchases. Uh, where you haven't seen the item, I, I essentially is what I would suggest. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Any any information uh, that you can gain uh, from individuals, like you said, a lot of the, well, I guess you could say that the criminals are out of country, not even just out of state. They're maybe over in, in you know somewhere in Africa or Europe, for all we know. Yeah. What can be done? You know, uh, you, you can try to do some some social media investigations, you know, uh, for yourself to, to figure out, you know, if it's validate, you know, hey, do you have a phone number? Can we talk on the phone? Is there a place we can meet? You know, reach out to other folks, you know, but, you know, it's it's tough. They've got this down to an art. They yeah. really do. And so they'll do everything. If if they become very, what I would say to, to folks listening is if, if the seller or the, the, in, the scammer, which you may not know as a scammer at the time, is becoming difficult to contact, to meet up, and those types of things, more than likely, you know, it, it, it is a scam. You know, I mean, we, we've sold stuff on, on social media ourselves or, or attempted to, and people say, I want to take a look at it. Great, we're going to meet you in the Starbucks parking lot, and we'll be there with the item. You can take a look at it if you want to see it. We get folks that show up. We, we, we don't get folks to show up. But um, to just say, oh, you know, well, I want payment before I, I meet you somewhere. You know, that's that's a big red flag. Yeah. If somebody really wants to sell that item, they're going to meet you because they know that a transaction can be made and they can get rid of that item right away, face to face. If um, they're too eager for that payment, boy, I'd yeah, back out right absolutely. away. 
Uh, Sheriff, what should someone do if they feel that they've probably been victimized in this way? Uh, call and report it. You know, it, 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 those are tough investigations, you know, but we, we take a look at each one. Uh, sometimes, you know, depending on, on bank accounts, they can stop those payments, but a lot of times they need a, a law enforcement report or something like that. So if you think that you've been scammed, come into the sheriff's office or the police department, depending on where you live, and, and report it right away. We'll we'll create a case. We'll, we'll start investigating it and see if we can help and and depending on the amount of the money and stuff, we, we may get other, you know, agencies involved to help us investigate it. But unfortunately, a lot of times, like I said, these um, these individuals that are, are scamming are, are out of country. And so it's it's very difficult. But uh, hopefully the banks can maybe stop payment or, or do things in, in that nature. Plus, uh, you guys kind of need those those numbers. You we, want yeah, to we know want those what's numbers. Going on. And so report it. I mean, I know it's a, a lot of, but yeah, come in. We want to know what's going on. We want to know that this scam's occurring. We want to know that the, a, a new scam's occurring. So that way we can go out and, and the best thing we can do to prevent this is education. Like yeah. what we're doing today, talking about it when we're out at community outreach programs, we're talking to the public. Hey, just so you know, this is happening. And that way we know that there's a new scam out. We can we can educate the public. We can notify the public that this is happening. So that way somebody else doesn't fall victim to it. And and so, folks, I know, you know, there's there's shame involved in this stuff because none of us like to have, you know, something stolen from us or, or to feel like, oh, well, I fell for this. But the fact of the matter is. These guys are pros. They, they're taking billions of dollars from Americans every year now. Not even millions, billions. So you're not the only victim, but we need to know. Maybe they did something different with you. Maybe maybe this is a new thing. So yep. uh, head on down to the sheriff's office and uh, report that stuff, please, so that uh, the sheriff and his team can stay on top of it. Uh, I've got about a minute and a half left, Sheriff. Statute of the month, sir. Yeah, I just want to quickly, uh, basically windshields and wipers, 315-955. Um, we had a cold spell. Now it's warm again. But just remember, folks, if, if you're out and it's cold and and, and your, your windshields are, are frosted over, you know, make sure you take the time for your, your car to heat up and the windshields to clear or you go out and you scrape the ice because it is a violation of state statute to be driving down the road and you cannot see through um, through the windshield and, and you're doing the little, you know, dodging and you've got a little hole there, you know. And so you may get stopped. I'm not, you know, um, and it's only for your safety and the safety of others on the road because we want to make sure. And, and there's been many times where I've stopped folks and I help them. I'm like, hey, I've got an ice scraper. Let's ice scrape this. So that way you can get on your way safely because that's the ultimate goal is that you can be driving on, on the roadway safe. So make sure you take the time, let your car heat up, scrape the windows or scrape the ice from the windows. We've all been there. Uh, we've all had that, uh, oh, I'm late. I'm going to just try and remove as much as I need to see. But make sure that you're getting it all cleared off, folks, because it is state statute. You don't want to get stopped for that. And you want to be safe heading to work. Sheriff, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning, sir. Yeah, you it's bet. great to see you. It's great to catch up yep. with you. Thanks for having All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
Empire means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank & Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank & Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Okay, remember your mom saying, don't make that face or it'll freeze that way. Well, if you ignored her and now you're stuck with that face, the Health Nut can help. Yep, the Health Nut has healthy choices of lotions for your skin and essential oils and diffusers and sea salt lamps to soothe your nerves after walking around with that froze face. Remember, say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. The Health Nut has natural soaps, too. The Health Nut, dedicated to getting you healthy and keeping you that way. Located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Novus Auto Glass, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Hello, Sheridan. It's time for kindergarten registration. If you have a child turning five years old on or before September 15th, please register your child for kindergarten at your neighborhood school February 6th, 7th, or 8th, anytime from 8.30 to 3.30. Please bring immunization records, a birth certificate, and a current utility bill. If you have questions, please call your neighborhood school or me at 674-7405, extension 5108. Tune in to Sheridan for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to Hot Buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready.